The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It is November 9th in the year 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. Here to talk about Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. With Monday Night Raj. It was... I mean, I, I thought it was... I, I thought it was a below average, above poor show. That's saying something, given what an average Raw is like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it... Uh, I don't know. I thought it was a uh, pretty, uh, pretty boring show. There was some... I mean, there's some good stuff on it. You know, you had Ali and um, Ali and Ricochet had a, like a really good. That was match, a great but, match. But knowing what it is, uh, you know, the angle around it kind of takes it down. It's hard to care when you know what the storyline is for it. But they're really uh, they're really loading up next week. Yeah, which is weird because that's the go home for Survivor Series, right? Yeah, that's the go home for Survivor Series. So maybe you know to help load up the pay per view and also. Uh, maybe they're just thinking that now the, the the election's over, they're gonna you know start getting some viewers back because the news channels have just been dominating the ratings. Is the election over, Raj? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it? The part that's killing in the ratings is. I'm gonna call that hotline and complain about Monday Night Raw because I need <laughs> someone to vent to. Hi, chat room. It's nice to see you again. I got the tweets. What happened Saturday night on the podcast, Raj? Saturday night's main event. Me and Matt have been joking about it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was... It was yeah, some joke when somebody doesn't show up tonight. But I uh, know no. what happened Saturday night. What happened Saturday night on the show? Uh, nothing, you know. We got... Uh, <laughs> you get the high voice, like when your wife's caught you doing yeah, something? No, no, no. no, we got a little heated at one point, but uh, then he came back on and all was good. It's good. And yeah, yeah. You know, all's good. There's nothing, nothing big. Really know how to build an angle. I know. I know that's <laughs> what Matt was saying. He's like, we got to work this, bro. <laughs> well, okay, let's uh, let's talk about this. Let me uh, share the high point of my day today. The high point, and that is uh, a fan of this podcast. Let me make sure I have the right tab. I think it's this one. Veggie Gamer commissioned yeah commissioned a piece of artwork of our likenesses 
Potterzilla is the uh, the artist who did this. There is uh, Justin, there's Raj, there's Matt, and myself in the red suit there with the bow tie. This is beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, it is yeah. really awesome. I was flattered. That was really cool. Yeah, you, you're you're you've got the Bobby the Brain going. Yes, Justin Lamar's Virgil. Uh, that's pretty classic. Yes, you with the wrestling ink title and Matt in his American Gladiator costume. <laughs> right. No, uh, this is a fantastic video gamer. Thank you so much. I am uh, very very impressed yeah. with this, and this oh. literally made my day. That was awesome. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna look into. Uh, Talking maybe to the artist commissioning uh, some some version of that for the podcast artwork, but this is fantastic. The fans of this podcast are the greatest. Yeah. They are the reason why I do it. Yeah, Raj, you do it for the super chat money. I do it for the fans. <laughs> I do not. I'm the white meat baby face. And boy, <laughs> there are a lot of white meat on me. Uh, but no, seriously, uh, tonight, oh, so much to talk about tonight. So much yet so little. Yeah, I mean. It felt like not much really happened tonight. You know, they they did build for next week, and and hopefully they do a good rating next week. But yeah, uh, how have the ratings been as of late? You know, last week actually wasn't bad for the first two hours for where they're at. It, it was a little over one point seven million viewers, and then it just collapsed in the third hour, and they did their all time worst. So, um. And that third hour was brutal, but they were also against an NFL game that was really close that came down. Tonight's NFL game also, I think it went into overtime. So I think I think tonight might be a new low. Wow. We'll see. I mean, last week they were against the night before the election, so uh, that also had a lot of interest. But we'll Chris see. went, $5 super chat. I don't know which was worse, the Space Force included in the Veterans Day package or Seamus being called Fireface or Lana going through a table again. I'd already forgotten about the Fireface comment. Fireface was bad. That was promo bad. just, I mean, that whole promo, I was like, I don't know. I tweeted this out. I'm like, I don't know if I'm getting old or if younger people, you know, if younger people actually like this. But I thought that segment was just, I don't see how any younger people think that was cool or funny or um, or enjoyable. The, that Matt Riddle promo and, and their insults back and forth were just like, it was like third grade stuff. Yes. It was weak. Uh, Riddle Riddle somehow gets less over with me the more time goes on. He's great in the ring. Um, I think he's got the look. He's got all the tools. But I do think his his promo style and everything, it, it does, Kate, there is a certain segment of the audience that's going to love it. But I think for the grander, larger scale, um, I, don't, I don't think it will. But we'll see. I mean, he's, he's really talented. So... The the broser weights with Pete Dunn was probably his high point of his career, in my opinion. Yeah. All downhill <laughs> since then. Yeah. All downhill. Uh, let's talk tonight about Monday Night Raw. We opened at the Thunderdome. How much longer are they in the Thunderdome for? Uh, two more weeks, I think. Yeah, okay. um, through the Survivor Series. And then after that, it'll be beyond Thunderdome? <laughs> it'll be thunderdome too but yeah it's gonna electric be boogaloo else. yes it's gonna be somewhere else uh we open with Miz tv because of course we do uh out comes the Miz with the money in the bank briefcase john morrison joins him and uh sets up it's bad when they announce the main event tonight six man main event with uh, randy orton and the raw T tag team champions the new day 
Uh, or pardon me, uh, no, pardon Miz and Morrison with Randy Orton versus the Raw Tag Team Champions New Day and Drew McIntyre. So they announced that they tapped Miz and Mrs. after. So, you know, stay tuned. If you're watching this podcast live, you obviously didn't heed that advice. Um, but then Orton comes out to the ring and they're getting into it a little bit. And uh, the New Day are the guests. So they come out, they taunt Miz and Morrison. And, um, oh, wouldn't you know it? People started uh, brawling in the middle of the ring. Kind of the same build you've had for every TV main event, you know, every, every other TV main event ever, you know, for going back 20 years. Um, it's, it was what it was. It, this week really felt like a, a placeholder week where they just wanted to keep stuff. You As know, opposed to? Well, next week, you know, where they, oh. they want to do the big show next week. And instead of splitting it up, like having one title match this week and one title match next week. And I guess we did get a title match technically, but will the Miz cash in next week? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, Mark asking who misses Raw Underground. You know, I kind of do. Wow, I'd forgotten all about it, and I don't miss it because it was good. Just putting that out there again. Okay. Krona uh, Shah, five dollars, twenty-four-seven title needs to go. Was it like nine title changes? Riddle with the weirdest scripted promo. Raj Glenn, what are your code names? <laughs> uh, Raj Mahal for me, right? No, but they, they didn't even have cool code names. No, it was it was like the skipper. Fire, <laughs> like, Fireface and Fireface. You know? Call you call you Sparkles. Uh just you know, come up with like some random adjective. Um it was very it was very weak. And it's probably the dumbest promo on Raw tonight was that segment. Yeah. And and yeah, we'll get to that, but yeah, for sure. Yes, okay, Sparkles, let's move on. Right. Um, so, oh, by the way, Tina yeah. Miller, right back at you. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. What? Oh, yeah. What? What? What, what, what happened with you and Tina Miller? This is going to be more interesting than Raw. <laughs> uh, nothing. We. we, we, we uh, Did you read her super chat the other night? I saw the tweet. Tina, read. Send your super chat. And I'm going to read it. Don't pay money. Just type it in the chat, and I'm going to read it on the air. All right. Because Raj couldn't be bothered to Saturday night. I'm back here to take care of you, chat room. I won't let the bad man hurt you anymore. <laughs> I crown a shot with a five dollar super chat saying the twenty four seven title we needs just, to go. I just read this. Oh, jeez, man, I'm so tired. Sober <laughs> oh, November. This, this was the really other one really good. David Shanek saying, I agree Otis was a bad choice for Money in the Bank, but once the decision was made, they should have stuck with it. Giving it to Miz with no injury to Otis makes the pay-per-view useless. Yeah, I mean... I mean, in New Japan, have you seen what they did with uh, uh, Kota Ibushi losing it, and he's getting the title shot anyway. He lost his briefcase, and he just... uh, Tetsuya Naito decided he'd get the title shot anyway. So there you go. Wait, New Japan also has a Money in the Bank briefcase? They have a similar, yeah, the briefcase. Which came first? Oh, Money in the Bank. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Oh, uh, Jazz Gonard saying Vince finally saw Animal House. That's where the codename skit came from. That seems timely. I like, I just, I want to be excited about this. I'm excited to spend time with the chat room. I'm excited to see you, Raj. I'm looking forward to seeing Matt Morgan. I'm excited about so many things in life, but Monday Night Raw, not one of them. I just watched SmackDown over the weekend. Um, I saw it on Sunday. I thought SmackDown was really good. 
SmackDown. Sasha and Bailey did a second. really big rating. Great uh, match. And they did a huge rating. Uh, and that first hour of SmackDown was really big. SmackDown overall, their ratings are way up. They did a 0.7 rating in 18 to 49, which is, that's what they were doing pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, like they were doing some weeks of 0.7, some weeks of 0.8. So, I mean, it's it's working. And even in total viewers, they did 2.3 million this week. And that's that's close to what they were doing pre-pandemic and blows away their summer numbers. So you look at Raw, Raw has not been increasing. Granted, they have the tougher competition with uh, Monday Night Football. But watching both shows, it's it's just night and day. And I think one of the worst things is that third hour. But just in general, um, it's Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre feud will not end. Um, it just it just feels like you're you're just doing the same thing week after week after week with it without much much change. It's odd because I feel like we say that, and I feel some people might say, "Oh no, you're making a generalization. These are just platitudes." It's an easy, lazy criticism of WWE to say that it's just the same thing over and over again. But man, you look at an episode like tonight; hard to argue otherwise. Did it, did anyone in the chat love tonight? I want to know. I want to hear. I want you to sell me. I don't just be like, I like the show tonight. No, I want you to explain why. Like, I want, I want like a haiku poem. What's haiku? Is it five seven five? I want a yeah, haiku five, five, yeah. about why you love tonight's show, and uh, I will read uh, the best ones on the. Actually, honestly, if you just get the five seven five cadence, I'll read it on there just with the right syllables. Okay, uh, because I don't think anyone looked like watched tonight and was just like, "This is fantastic. This is why I tune in. This is why I'm a fan of wrestling." Yeah. Okay. I think and they announced the six man tag at the main at the start. What does that tell you when you tune into an episode and you're like, "Hey, big six man tag in the main event"? If I'm at a house show, six man tag, sure, that's fun. That's a fun note. Everybody gets their stuff in. There's some clowning around, some tomfoolery, some playing to the audience. But when you announce a Monday Night Raw, what was once the flagship show on the USA Network, that our main event is a six-man tag, you were telling me we're not expecting the show to do well tonight. Uh, It's probably going to peak sometime in the second hour. And from there, we're just coasting because people are going to change the channel. And then in the third hour, you also throw in that dumpster fire of a a 24-7 match. And then Retribution. I mean, granted... I enjoyed Ali versus Ricochet athletically. They did a great match, but that's not going to pull viewers in. So, And I like masks. I bought the first Slipknot album and a t-shirt before I even ever heard them as a band. Because I said, these dudes look badass. I'm going to give this a try. This seems like something I'd be into. I turned it on. My ears bled. And I was like, what is this noise? By the fourth or fifth go round, I was like, yeah, I can jam to this. I can get down with it. But they looked badass. And I bought the t-shirt and the record. Yeah. I never even heard them before. That's how much I like masks. Retribution, not cool. It was and it was cool on Bane, and who they ripped off at least uh, Dijakovic. Mia, the Yim voice, cool. the voice wasn't that cool, but the mask. Have you watched cool. uh, the Harley Quinn cartoon yet? No, I haven't. Bane is hilarious. Yeah. They have a comedian who does a very good Bane impression, and Bane has the best one-liners in the entire cartoon. It's For some reason, good. when I when I think of Bane, I'm, I'm thinking of Yoda. <laughs> that is not how bane sounds yeah. okay i think uh this is what tina miller asked tina asked saturday night and raj rudely ignored this when she put ten dollars behind it raj. oh my gosh i'm sorry tina wants to know have we been too hard on omega for his facial expressions my husband is fluent in japanese and says they're overly expressive is he just doing it out of habit because it works over there 
That's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Is he doing a style that perhaps more hardcore fans in New Japan are very accustomed to, but U.S. audiences might find a bit foreign, for lack of a better term? You know, I don't, it, it doesn't. I know it bothers Matt. It doesn't bother me that much. Um, I, I, I probably wouldn't have even noticed it if, if Matt hadn't been bringing it up. But, uh, you know, I think a lot of times in the matches when the crowd's on fire and he, especially, you know, when we had crowds and it, it I felt like it all it often added to it. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll ask that again uh, on Wednesday when Matt's on. And I think um, that's a very good question. I am in favor of different styles and I like people that sell and I like people that oversell because I think that selling maybe isn't cool with the current generation of wrestlers. You know, it's like they don't want to they don't want to look like it affects them too much. But I like that. Soundshop Vlogs asks an important question. Wants to know, Glenn, are you a multiple cloth mask guy with a bunch in rotation during COVID or the basic disposable dentist blue mask? Oh, you best believe I've got both. And sometimes I wear them together and a plastic face shield over when I have to leave the house. Yeah. Can never be too careful. And you know what's funny on SNL, Alec Baldwin during the closing good nights, he has the same face shields I have. They're like attached to a pair of plastic glasses. Highly recommend those. You can get them on Amazon. They're like five for 10 bucks. Huh. But where are you going that you need to wear that? Well, I had to go to my brother's wedding. Yeah. It did feel weird. I stood off to the side, took a photo like a paparazzi, and then left immediately after they said, now pronounce your man and wife. Oh, interesting. Or husband and wife. I was I was out of there. But no, uh, I've had some... We had, uh, we had people in the house. We had a leak in the water heater. Yeah. So when we had people in the house, we opened up all the windows. I had fans going. And I, I masked up and I did the thing. And then after I went around, did my Lysol dance. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't mean to brag about this again, but um, I was able to get some Clorox, handy, uh, some Clorox wipes delivered. Last week, I still feel like I won the lottery. Nice. It's a big win. All right. Big win. Um, people want to see the masks on the show. Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> keep keep getting in. Uh, uh, Wolf Cowart with a haiku saying, Raw was not that bad. Ali's super backstabber made the show worthwhile. I'm not even going to count the syllables. That is, no, that's good. That's super good. Super backstabber. No, that's six in the second Chris Lau haiku every Monday Lana goes through a table still funny to me <laughs> that's pretty good uh, Alonzo Smith pointing out Glenn is a germaphobe I was a germaphobe before COVID like I was this way yeah I've always been this way alright yeah never hurts never hurts uh, okay so back to Raw tonight uh, Survivor Series second chance qualifier Elias versus Riddle versus Jeff Hardy with Riddle picking up a win, uh, what'd you think of this Elias at the beginning? Hardy coming out. I mean, I just, I just don't care about this. Just don't care. Well, you know, we, we we've talked about this before. There are no stakes in the Survivor Series match, so who cares which side wins? And it, if we aren't supposed to care, why do we? You know, why are we supposed to expect the wrestlers to care? And and they don't really act like it. They're like, yeah, we just need to show we're the best, and it's never meant anything the week after. Uh, Survivor Series is just—it's just becoming a dead pay-per-view where there's—it's just, just nothing to get excited about, nothing to build on. It's just—it happens, it's done, and then you're kind of back to your you know regularly regularly scheduled programming on each brand. I feel like every year, whether it's a male or female team, one of the angles is can this ragtag group of misfits come together? Can these lone wolves work together? Right. 
And then they're all wrestling amongst each other every week. I mean, it, it's the same bill that you see with Money in the Bank, where they put the all the Money in the Bank guys against each other in different types of matches, and it's it's just uncreative. I, I you know, come up with some stakes. You know, you got Royal Rumble around the corner. Um, the the winning team gets preferable rumble spots or i don't know i don't think they want to book themselves in a corner with that uh with having to give a stip but uh as far as ragtag groups of misfits go i mean they're no bad news bears they're not even the mighty ducks yeah like uh a little more ragtag perhaps yeah but you know i will say this is clear vince mcmahon was impressed with matt riddle last week with his match with sheamus because not only did riddle get his first win on raw tonight he got his second as well on the same night so um it's clear like you know vince is uh, giving him something. Holden Gawfield with a haiku. Riddle needs some boots. It just looks so annoying and changes gimmick. <laughs> it, it's it's tough to say. I mean, without crowds, it's tough to say if it's working or not. You know, if he's doing those promos and he's getting big pops, you know, who knows? Wolf Cower with a haiku. Riddle lost his mat. Wins not one, but two matches. Tells a stupid joke. <laughs> He's pretty good. Uh, crowd's on fire with these haikus. More creativity are going into these haikus than went into Raw tonight. Uh, Alejandro Villarreal, $5, saying, I guess it's that since no stakes are on the line, if there was the Soul Survivor gets number one contenders match, that'd be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could have it that all the winners of the Soul, all the Soul Survivor, all the, I guess they wouldn't be Soul Survivors, all the Survivors would then face each other in a multi-person match on that week's Raw or SmackDown, depending on which side won. And then the winner of that match gets the number 30 spot in the Rumble. It gets, I guess it's a little convoluted, but at least the number 30 spot would be something worth, uh, you know, would be a good stake to have. I don't think they're ready to commit to Royal Rumble plans right now. I don't think they want to book that far ahead. But, you know, just uh, putting someone at number 30 doesn't really... Uh, handcuff you that much well they could pull money in the bank and just have a match where somebody loses their number 30 spot yeah you know i think that's the thing about otis in the briefcase no one is safe nothing is safe everything is unpredictable life is a mystery we all must stand alone yeah um we all must stand alone or everyone must stand alone now i'm confused raj i'm forgetting my madonna lyrics i don't know chat not a big like a prayer fan uh i am i didn't i do not remember that lyric what's your favorite everyone madonna? must stand okay gotcha everyone at the beginning yes what's your favorite madonna song oh gosh open your heart that was a good one kind of underrated. Open your heart's pretty good yeah. i think like a prayer is my favorite i'm gonna say live to tell seriously underrated yeah yeah madonna better than people give her credit for these days oh, we saw her in concert really which tour this was three years ago. Oh, um, and it was I mean, it was awful. She was like an hour and a half late, two hours late. This was actually this was probably like seven years because our, our youngest daughter was still really small, so we had to get a babysitter. We're still used to going to bed early. She didn't come on till like ten thirty or eleven, um, and then she's doing all her new stuff. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know somebody. I think that was at that show who flew to Colorado. It was in yeah. Colorado, right? Yeah. And there was somebody who flew there to see that show. Not in the Bay Area. Flew to Colorado to see that show. Don't know why. Uh, man, what, what I would have give, given when I was 9 or 10 to see Madonna when she was touring with the Beastie Boys on the Like a Virgin tour. Yeah, or Michael Jackson. Oh, that would have been something. Uh, more interesting than what we saw with uh, 
What's with Adam Pierce? Is he the GM? What's yeah, going on? With it's this? like they don't have a GM, so they just made one up. And on both shows, I mean, if the shows are supposed to be separate, have separate quasi GMs. Yes. Uh, Sheamus is pissed off backstage, asking how AJ's doing. Sheamus says AJ and his captain. Uh, Braun walks up, says AJ's not my captain. I got proof of voter fraud. What? No. Um. Yeah. There's all this arguing backstage. Clearly a, a parable for what's going on with our uh, contested election. Is AJ really the leader? Will he be certified? Who knows? Really? I didn't. I no. didn't get that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, I Raj, I'm very tired. I'm very tired, <laughs> and I'm trying to make myself laugh because hopefully that will make the audience laugh. Um. But you can say that about anything. In fact, we should do that more often. We should sit there and say that it will give WWE credit. Everyone's like, oh, Retribution's like Antifa. Like, we should try and figure out weird parallels for things. Uh, Alejandro saying, $2, throwing money at you, saying, dance for me, Raj. I want you to do a Trump impression about the Survivor Series match. Ah, no more no more Trump impressions. I could do, I'd do Randy Savage. I'm just, I, I wish I wasn't so beat from this show. <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> What, what 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 do we have at Survivor Series? What's a what's a big match? uh Roman versus uh Randy? I'll do it later. Let me, I, okay. I gotta think of something. He's got he's got to build up to this, folks. Um, so uh, we saw how Ricochet was attacked by Retribution. We saw Ali cutting a promo, and then I like this. I like Mia Yim. I don't want to call her Reckoning because she's Mia Yim and she's a badass, and she was taking shots at Asuka. Like, when are we getting that? That I want to see. Yeah, I want her out of this gimmick. And same as Dijakovic. I feel like they both are so much better than what they're being given right now. And there's they have a ton of potential. I, then again, we say that about so many people and we see what ends up happening to them. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think she could be doing so much better. And then we saw Drew Gulak try to join the Hurt Business. <laughs> he was wearing a clip-on tie. That was kind of funny. I thought I thought Drew Gulak was pretty pretty funny here. And I, a business should recognize someone proficient in PowerPoint and Excel is an asset. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying, if you're hiring someone, those are two good two good skills to have. Um, Lana versus Shayna Baszler, and after this, you think after Shayna won, is the table spot happening? But no, they're gonna, they're going to tease you. They're going to make you wait and see that till later in the evening. Yeah. Uh, but Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke were at ringside. So this, this is kind of the same story, right? Can the team get along? Right. Uh, Lana's like kind of the run on the team. She's like the, uh, the, the lupus, uh, to, to bring a bad news bears reference in. She's the looper, uh, that everyone's making fun of, but who's going to stand up for Lana and keep her in the game? Yeah. Um, yeah, same story. I think the most shocking thing was Lana not going through a table during this match? Of course, we find out later that they're, they're just saving it. But it was it was it was a good little swerve because everyone was expecting it. So they were going to go try to put her to. Oh, so Shayna basically just beat the living hell out yeah, of her. Yeah, absolutely. It was about, I mean, it was about a, as much of a squash match as you could have, and then beat her clean, submitted her, and then yeah, afterwards they looked like they were going to put her through a table, but Dana Brooke and um. And uh, Mandy Rose stopped her. I feel that Shayna should be beating up higher caliber talent. Like who? I don't know, but and 
don't take this the wrong way, Lana, if, you, if you're seeing this. CJ, you know I'm a fan and I appreciate what you do. But I think random enhancement talent getting their ass kicked by Shayna might have more credibility than yet another win over Lana, given how they booked her as of late. Yeah. Um, Tina Miller saying, I'd laugh if Lana was the sole survivor. I could almost see it. I feel like they're building to some spot where she either puts Naya through a table somehow or, or beats Naya like with the fluke win. I don't think she's going to be elevated from it. I think it's going to be a, a one-week thing where she gets that magical bit but not it's not like they're going to elevate her up the ladder and make her you know the top contender in a, in a long storyline for the women's title but i think they're gonna they're gonna have some cute moment where lana gets something before maybe she's back to where she is what if it never builds to that i mean it, kurt it hawkins left the company without getting a win right didn't no, he, he got or the did... win at wrestlemania remember oh that's right that's right that's but re- that didn't really elevate him you know it's it's kind of one of those it's funny they get the win it's more for comedy as as opposed to building a talent Leon's dunking two dollars. Uh, Leonza saying he's off Mondays now, and after tonight he wishes it was Fridays. Uh, Leonza, can you switch shifts with somebody at work? Be like, hey, you know, I'll, I'll work Mondays. Just putting it out there. I could get that Friday now. Tell him, um, you know, uh, tell him you've converted to Judaism and uh, you need to observe the Sabbath and go to synagogue on Friday night, and that's why you can't work Friday nights anymore. But you'll happily work Mondays. What do you think's worse? What Lana, Lana going through a table every week and being beaten uh, like nothing or Peyton Royce, who they're doing nothing with. Tough call. Tough call. Um, I think Billy Kay is in a worse position than both because yeah. they just have her walking around seeming thirsty. And that's probably not elevating her at all. Um, with Peyton, you could tell they think there's something there. They just don't know what it is. But with Lana, like this delights Vince McMahon. It has to. Yeah. There's no other explanation for why they're doing this so much. You remember those reports back in the day with Enzo Amore where uh, Vince McMahon, Vince got a kick out of Enzo getting his ass kicked. Yes. So that was like his thing. And so they would destroy Enzo every week because Vince loved it. Now, Alonzo, not to be confused with the Alonzo, Alonzo is saying that Leonza is a woman. We asked Leonza this, and I don't want to mispronoun someone. So Leonza, if you are indeed a she, I apologize for mispronouncing you. But I seem to remember we used that before, and then we were corrected by Leonza that it was a he. And I filed that in my memory bank, along with Joey from China. Those are the only two things I remember about our fans by their super chat names. Oh, and then the one that's a couple's profile that Matt's always like, why is a woman asking me this question? And it's a couple's profile. It's the man I'm just too much behind the scenes right now of my process when reading the super chats. Um, King rail $5. I think biggie should be on raw non new day. I think he would actually be in a storyline on raw versus this group of talent. Oh gosh. I don't know. Look at, look at how these guys are being used on raw. I have a lot of faith that biggie is going to be in a top position on SmackDown. I mean, look right now, Roman, I mean, who else is left? They, they've kind of beaten Daniel Bryan um, already. Uh-huh. Uh, had him do the stretcher job. I think the one big name that's left or the one credible opponent is Big E. So Who is playing Trivial Pursuit backstage Friday night. Right. Well, you know, they don't want to do that before Survivor Series, I wouldn't think. But I think he's going to be in a world title match on a pay-per-view soon enough. <laughs> Probably December. <laughs> Now, now I've, I've set the super chance. I remember all of you super uh, fans in the chat and your super chats. I'm just saying when I remember when I see the Chinese writing, I remember it's Joey for China. When it's Leonza, I remember it sounds like a female name, but it's really a man. Uh, I remember the couple's profile. I just have notes. That's all. Yeah. I just keep these things straight, you know. 
And you take one of those super memory courses. Remember you'd see the infomercial for that and the guy would get there, memorize everyone's name in the audience and be able to like remember everybody's name. And he'd never tell you how he did it. But as a kid, I was always like, I'm going to get that and become the smartest man in the world. And, you know, now at age 44, maybe it's finally time, Raj. Maybe I take my super memory course. Yeah, I, I need to do something. I'm, I'm finding myself forgetting more than I'm remembering. Seriously, what works? You, you told me before, like, you used to take the alpha brain. That always just gave me a headache. Yeah, yeah, I'd take the alpha brain. Uh, I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about uh, the, the King Kong Bundy podcast on Bruce Pritchard. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were like a couple things where I'm like, wow, I should know that. And I totally forgot it. And I was disappointed in myself. Like, I forgot a Madonna lyric tonight. I'm very disappointed in myself. Yeah. There we yeah. go. That's a perfect example. Because normally the random shit is what I remember. Yeah. So on with the show. Um, oh, the segment. The segment, we got the Raw Survivor Series team coming out to the ring. Got Keith Lee, got Riddle, got Sheamus, got Braun, got AJ. It's a team meeting. Um, But they argue, and then we get Riddle and Keith Lee versus Sheamus and Braun Strowman. And uh, Riddle and Keith Lee won. But this promo uh, that was cut at some point during this match, where Riddle gave everyone nicknames, um, this was bad. It was terrible. I, it was Riddle bad, was bad. the worst part of this 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 promo bit, uh, and he's giving names. He calls uh, he calls Seamus Fireface or called AJ the Skipper, the Skipper Bron, uh, Mongoose. Braun was Mongoose. Braun was Mongoose. Uh, Keith Lee was Bro Brock Broly Broly. Bro- yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was just god awful, and I think, and it's weird because when I first heard about it, I thought, oh, this could be pretty good because AJ is really good on the mic. He's gotten to be really good, but he couldn't save it. And one of the one of the things that was the worst was when um, Matt Riddle, I guess just Riddle now, um, called. <laughs> it's going to take me time getting used to that, um, and uh, he he calls Seamus Fireface or whatever. And then the announcers just start laughing like it's the funniest thing they heard. And it like just giggling underneath them like they can't hold it in. It was it was bad. Not the worst thing you'll ever see. There's been a lot worse. Uh, Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley's sisters way worse. This is any, anything compared to that. But it uh, not good. You know what Riddle going by Riddle reminds me of? Did you ever have a friend in high school or junior high that tried to give themselves a nickname? And was like, call me this now. Or you get that transfer student that would be like, my name's Nathan, but everybody calls me, you know, Thrasher. And it'd be like, nobody calls you Thrasher, dude. You're just trying yeah, to rebrand Back to yourself. that point earlier about forgetting stuff. What did Costanza call himself? His, what was his porn name? Oh, Buck Naked. Buck Naked. Right. Yes. You can't give yourself a nickname. You know, they call him uh, Riddle because he's a puzzle wrapped in an enema. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. So... With the run-in. <laughs> Mr. Matt Morgan, I beg you to be here tonight because I'm trying to make peace. I am. Trying to make peace. You, the show kept you awake, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw your, I saw your complaints earlier on on Twitter tonight, Raj. <laughs> Man, I asked you here tonight because uh, I got to make I gotta make peace between uh, Sparkles Geary over here and Mr. Sunshine Matt Morgan after what happens Saturday <laughs> night on the <laughs> podcast. It's not an intervention. It's a healing is what I'm referring to it as. And uh, 
I want you to uh, to uh, respect uh, each other's positions. All right. Yeah, you've got it. Yeah, Moxley did beat uh, beat Ed. I mean, Eddie Kingston de- did beat Moxley on that promo. We actually agreed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Matt, what do you think of Raw tonight? Me. What do you think of uh, Matt Riddle's uh, Riddle's promo? Riddle. The... <laughs> it's just it's so ridiculous. It's Riddle. Um. Uh, I mean, there, it was it was great. It wasn't what I didn't see as much what everyone else thought about it, though. You know what I mean? It was pretty good. Okay. Um, for LJ, <laughs> LJ is saying may take heat for this, but uh, <laughs> Riddle's promo was horrible. The bro thing makes me shake my head. So nineties, yeah. lol. The kid is talented, but shouldn't talk. I agree. Well, I mean. He, he, do you think he's a bad promo overall? Though is is what I is what I'm asking, or do you think that it was written terrible for him? I don't know. Who could have pulled off the the fire face and 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 those lines? I don't. I don't think anyone could have pulled it off. I thought it was just yeah doomed to start. He yeah. doesn't come across as like cheeky <laughs> or likable in that sort of pluckish big, underdog sort of way. That's a big part. Yeah, that's a very yeah. big part of a good promo, but. Yeah. Well, for what they're trying to do, they're—I mean—they're trying to make him like, uh, like uh, we talked about this. They're trying to make him like Slater and Dazed and Confused, like the lovable stoner. <laughs> yeah. Steve Marcucci, two ninety nine, wants to know who gets the <coughs> WrestleMania main event first, Biggie or Cross? What do you think, man? Ooh, ooh, that's a tough one, but I'm gonna say Cross. Should be Biggie, but I'll say Cross. Yeah, I kind of think Cross too. I don't know if wow. either, but we'll we'll see. Cross, ha- I mean, Cross has more of that that Vince look that you know that Vince likes. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So everyone got nicknames. Riddle and Keith Lee won the match. Here's the other problem: AJ looks like less of a star when he's the shortest person in the ring, and it's not so much that, but the other people are so much taller than he is. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, after this, oh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Y- yeah. Um... What have you done to offend Matt now, Raj? What have you done? <laughs> yeah. You know, if you were better to him, he wouldn't be leaving us all the time. <laughs> Uh, Alexa Bliss. I, you know what? I, I, th- I liked Alexa Bliss here. I thought she was really good. She's fantastic. Um, I, I like that. It, sound, it seems like they're finally doing this feud. Um, I don't know. I feel like Alexa's great with the fiend without without needing a feud. But this is the way to go. So Nikki what? was saying, like, what was? Oh, sorry, Matt. What was the question? Uh, what did you think of this? I mean, like, this was. Uh... Of different what? right well i mean i like the nikki cross was trying to say what's you know what's going on with you uh she was trying to warn her about bracing she's here for her now but you know like trying to force her to make a choice and then alexa being like oh i, ch- I choose him and then walked away i like them i, I liked it because it, it, again it connected the dots a little bit more anytime that they go back and they try to tighten up any even the storyline like i don't care about them as a tag team and whatnot right but I do like the connection of trying to button it up, put a bow a little bit more around any storyline for that matter. And I thought this did that. 
Yeah. Yeah. They seem like they're. Do you think this makes it to a pay per view or is this a raw match? I can't tell anymore because I would have put Bailey and Sasha on like WrestleMania and like it was on literally the rematch was on SmackDown the following week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like I can't predict it anymore on what they're saving for pay per views and what they will speed up and just throw on, you know, the next Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It it should. I I would say next week on TV, but I don't know. And next week we got Drew versus Randy Orton for the title. And um, we'll we'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, So Leonza Duncan pointing out Leonza, Kevin Duncan the fourth, a he, I remembered correctly, saying Broly was a Dragon Ball Z reference. I wouldn't have gotten that. They all love the Dragon Ball Z. I wouldn't have got that. that How popular was, is that? Is that something that anyone outside of gaming would know? It's anime, actually. Oh. I mean, there was a game, but anime was the original. Oh. I never got into anime. I saw Akira like in 1991. That blew my mind and then kind of tuned out. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I saw, I, maybe that's the movie I saw, but I saw one anime movie. Even one it, was, it was cool and Akira. all. Absolutely. Um, so uh, we got a match for the United States title: Titus O'Neil versus Bobby Lashley. Poor okay. Titus, man. <laughs> they said that Lashley hadn't defended the U.S. title in two months. That's not right, didn't he? Just since Clash of Champions, that was when. I don't mm. know. He beat Apollo Cruz recently, right? Like just a few weeks ago. Or maybe it wasn't for, maybe it wasn't for the title maybe it was a non-title match but yeah they were saying that uh Titus was making fun of Bobby Lashley for never defending the title said he hadn't defended it once and so he goes and gets his ass kicked <laughs> that was pretty bad yes. that was brutal way to build the baby face yeah of course he did but terrible way to build a baby face <laughs> I just, man, uh, Hurt Business is still doing well. I'm still down with the Hurt Business, but uh, I don't know. They need some more wins of consequence. Uh, Beating up on Drew Gulak and Titus is, I mean, it's kind of the equivalent of Shayna destroying Lana. Like, these are not top book talents they're taking down. True. Uh, Sheamus backstage with Drew McIntyre talking about getting a drink together after... uh, all the dust settles on all this. Um, yeah, that's kind of interesting. It's clear they're building to something there. League of Nations oh, 2.0. God, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I figured a feud, like maybe they team on Ron, Sheamus attacks him after, and then it's Drew versus Sheamus for a while. But Drew, because we need to move on from Drew and Orton. I don't think they're going to do a title change next week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess that would be something for Drew next. B Money yeah. 04 saying Lashley just defended the title against Slapjack at Hell in the Crowd. Right. Oh, that's right. How could I forget? Slapjack. It's true. He's right. I do remember because what the hell was Slapjack doing on my television versus Bobby Lashley to begin with? How could I forget? Yes. Then we had Asuka versus Nia Jax, a match which they kept talking about could have been at a pay per view, um, but happening on free TV tonight. Um,. Baszler caused a DQ, so we'll never know who's the better of the two competitors. 
Um, but the real story about this match is after because Lana went through a table again, courtesy of Nia Jax, yeah. for the eighth time. I don't even know what to say. I don't. It's just so blatant. This is so blatant, you know? There are some people who, and I, I'm not one of them, who, who believes that this is all meant to get Lana over as a baby face and that she will eventually put Nia through a table. Um, or get okay, wait a second. How's Lana <laughs> going to put Nia through a table? And I'm not saying that to be critical. I'm just like, explain to me how that's going to Physic- happen. Physically, it's from the top rope. Or she has help from uh, Team Raw. So they help you know, oh, yeah. get her up and put her through a table. Nah. Or Lana wins Survivor Series, the, okay. the sole survivor for her team. But she's going to be back to where she was. I mean, it's just, it's one of those fluke things, like you mentioned earlier, uh, Glenn, yes. with Kurt Hawkins. And I want to point this out. This actually has nothing to do with Nia Jax. I don't think Lana has the upper body strength to put anyone through a table. I don't think she could put Peyton Royce through a table. No. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, the people that are thinking that are saying that, they're being lied to, all right? I'm sorry. They're not building Lana as some big baby face. Mm. This is just Vince and company being very messed up, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Wolf Cowart with haiku number five tonight saying, Lana looks so sad. No one wants to be her friend. I understand why. <laughs> That's good. Um, uh, Tammy uh, saying, Mia, Tammy. Sh- uh, Mia should have interfered here instead of the Survivor Series team. She called Asuka out last week. Why not attack? Yeah, I'm okay. forgetting that. Did she? She did call out Oscar last week. Right? She called her out tonight. Right. Harry Allen Jr. two fourteen saying Lana being treated poorly, really unfair. I mean, Matt, though, would you rather be back in catering or would you rather be getting this spot every week? I, mm. yeah, like, would you rather be? We, we brought we brought up this question earlier. Would you rather be Billy Kay and never be used, or here you're at least? Um, I rather I rather go through a table. Eight times, eight weeks in a row, simply because you still you you've been on television, you're taking up real estate on their show, and you're being seen. And then the argument is, well, do you really want to be seen looking like so badly like this? Uh, obviously, you don't. But it's my opinion is worse not being seen at all. And here, out of this, there are fans that are collectively getting together on it and be like, this is bullshit, this is BS. You know, enough with how you guys are treating her, and with that believe it or not i think she can kind of get over a little bit versus mm-hmm. not being on television at all nobody talking about her right yeah it Matt, seems like when you, uh, you don't want to get to the spot where they forget about you completely you know yeah. like yeah you, you see those wrestlers back sometimes that are you know ali um wasn't used on tv hardly at all uh before well, retribution man. for like a year i think he came back had two matches and was forgotten yep. about again so Matt, when you got that call from Stanford where you were like, I can come back and the Mexicals can beat me up every week. Like, I'm just putting it out there. That could be a spot. <laughs> That's definitely what I said. Yep. <laughs> uh, here we go. Match of the night. The fatal seven way for the WWE 24-7 <laughs> title. Sounds so ridiculous. Uh, and Angel Garza sending a message to her secret admirer with another rose. This better be... Uh, Demi Burnett, right? That's the no, only thing that I makes think sense. She's, she's gone. So who's I? You know, why am I even asking this question? Who's Angel Garza's secret admirer? Like we don't care. Uh, but let's talk about Akira Tozawa, Eric Tucker, Lindsay Dorado, Grand Metalik, and Drew Gulak in the ring. Everybody won the title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tucker, man, wow, they gave up on him fast. 
<laughs> they just had him turn heel on Otis. What, two weeks ago? Was that two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? I want to say three. Three. Yeah. And and it, now they got him just being one of the 24-7 guys. So. Yeah. This was bad. This, this was, was just pretty... everybody trading pins. There was nine title changes. Right. Um, it was... I thought it was just so corny. Like, beyond... Beyond, you know, something when something's so bad, it's funny. Uh, that's one would you, thing. Would you say it was beyond watchable? It, it, or it, just know that you're watching it. You, nobody cares about this title whatsoever. If I'd never watched wrestling before, or let's say this was like my third week of watching okay. Raw, yep. I would have been like, oh, that was really cool how the title changed so fast. And like, I could see, like, you know, when I started watching after the invasion angle, uh, shortly after that, they uh, launched uh, Scotty Too Hotty and Albert in the worm finish. Oh, I was sure. like, you know, and it was like, oh, this is really over. Is it someone who just got into this? This is some crazy shit. I, I dig it. Like, I could see that kind of for a newer fan. This could have been a good segment, but uh, they've just run this into the ground. 100%. Yeah. I, I forgot I called this last week. Tucker is a jobber and inserted in a 24 7 title match. Um, <sighs> where it should be no offense to tucker and but, uh our, our good friend jackson Cowan oh, yeah. saying he's going to bed love you guys you know my battle thank you guys for everything and thank you jackson thank you man um so mustafa ali versus ricochet a banger of a match that was interrupted with uh, real quick so our truth ended up with the 24 7 title it's good remember. that you clarified that raj people in the chat were everybody like, was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> Holden Caulfield with a haiku. 24-7, a title for losers. You'll all be fired soon. Um, so the nine title changes might have been a record. Where there might, I know there was a WrestleMania with the hardcore time, li- with like time limit thing. But anyway, someone was uh, yeah. someone on Twitter. Uh, I think it might have been Jackson, but uh, bringing up that oh. that might be the most title changes ever in one night on a WWE show. Well, there you go. So Ali... Yeah versus ricochet tonight with retribution ringside they went to commercial in the middle of a move during this match like this i thought was a fantastic match with a poor angle and um just sort of thrown thrown out there tonight matt what'd you think of this awesome i thought the match itself was ridiculous actually awesome awesome but um i I don't I don't know what to think about their future. Like I was telling you guys a few weeks ago, it's you know they're gonna have, like be like I said a really banger of a match between two talents. But like when you already know kind of like how the company feels about one of those talents, you you lose a little bit of your excitement to finally see like them in a really good matchup. In this case, for Ali, for example, going into this, you know. But I was like they booked uh, what's his name terrible, like even worse lately. So, you know what, maybe this will be good for, you know, Ali. Maybe he'll get a win. It'll help continue his push kind of a deal. You know what I mean? Or his one-time mini push, but then they got completely buried and started losing everybody. Yeah. So it's hard for me not to – I know I shouldn't affect how I, like, rate the matches and whatnot, but it does absolutely rate and affect how I get emotionally invested into a lot of the stuff they do right now. So with yeah. Ali getting the win, it's important mm-hmm. he got the win. Are we going to see yes. Ricochet joining Retribution? God, I hope not. Yeah, I'd like to see him not get any on him. Yeah. 
if Retribution was Ali, Ricochet, and Mia Yim, and just the three of them, and Dominic, you need a size guy in there. Yeah, you need. Can someone. we get rid of all? We gotta, we gotta t- reduce the masks. We don't need that many masks. Yes, you, d- you totally can. I mean, it could probably, it could probably help it out. Um, look, I, I think uh, Ali versus uh, Ricochet is one of those matches, Matt. Like what you were saying, where because of how they've been positioned, you're not <coughs> excited about it. But if they said this was like at a takeover, you know, and and you know how they'd be used differently in NXT, this would be like. Something oh, to be yeah. super jazzed about. You'd be like, oh my gosh, this could be yes. the match of the year. You know? Um, Brenda like, Brown pointing out Ricochet has done a mask before, just saying. And it was awesome. Prince Puma. Yeah. That's true. Um, but yeah, a, a great match, but it's too bad that it had this angle surrounding it because I, I think, again, this third hour is going to tank in the ratings. Uh, Tina Miller saying, poor Ricochet, poor Ali, great match, bad angle. Right. Hit the, yeah, hit the nail on the head. Yeah, we shall see what happens uh, next week. Randy Jackson, Orton versus. I'm sorry, uh, oh, real God. quick. Jackson's confirming it was him. WrestleMania 2000 had eight title changes tonight. Had nine. Uh, next week, Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Yeah, they're putting a big match out there. Um, I don't see them having Drew beating Orton and then facing Roman. Drew versus Roman is too big of a match for just for the survivor series where they're at but who knows i i I personally think they're gonna have the fiend you know it's gonna be a non-finish the fiend music starts hitting and and nothing happens don't you think they're gonna transition the fiend into something with taker though at survivor series but tonight mercy the buzzard was in the background of that drew uh sheamus promo which they do all the time you know what i mean but yeah yeah I was just uh, wondering, do you think they will do that? So supposedly, this really is supposed to be a farewell for the Undertaker. That shoot one where he doesn't get like power bombed or anything, right? Yeah, and I mean okay. they've been building Bray with Orton and uh, for they a have, couple they weeks, have. so I think they go there, and it looks like Drew's going with Sheamus. Hmm, that's so unexciting. Yeah, I mean, well, like, those matches will be good, but hard hitting. Yeah, but Sheamus, I mean, they had just had him. Uh, he he took the pin tonight in that. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that, right? Well, we already did. Yeah, but you want to talk about excitement? Let's talk about this main event tonight, which was Randy Orton, The Miz, and Morrison versus Drew McIntyre in the New Day. Once in a lifetime, six man tag, six man main event. <laughs> Once in a lifetime. <laughs> I mean, to that point, this has been the first time in our lifetime that this match has happened. here's okay here's my point about this if it doesn't feel like the first time it's ever happened it's really not the first time it's ever happened yeah or there's good reason why this is the first time it's happened (laughs) it's like you know when you go to chipotle and they're like there's eight thousand different bowls you can get here and it's like no there's really like five right like i'm not counting with lettuce without lettuce you know with chunky salsa or medium salsa like like, let's just talk about, let's be real. Don't don't game the math to try and make me feel I'm getting something new when it's just the same old shit with lettuce omitted from the recipe. <laughs> uh, but no, I felt like this tonight, I mean, this was, uh, well, this match was about as interesting as Dining as Chipotle, which actually, come to think of it, sounds pretty enticing to me right now, considering I haven't really left the house in six months. Um, but Drew McIntyre in the New Day got the win. McIntyre was standing tall. He did the Claymore on Morrison. So I'm assuming 
he's losing to Randy next week. Uh, Orton was staring him down at the end of the match. But for this nothing main event, Matt Morgan, uh, what did you think of it? And is this what finally put you to sleep, which made you late for the podcast? Yes. No, the whole show did that. No, but um, <laughs> to be fair, um, like if you were to ask me to grade it, right, I would honestly, I'd give the main event probably like a seven and a half because I thought, well, I wasn't too excited about everything. I thought that the actual psychology and whatnot within it was actually was actually okay. You know what I mean? Even though I wasn't ecstatic about the angle itself. Yeah, I mean, it was, again, I'm just tired of Orton and Drew. They've been doing it. They've, they've done it at three pay-per-views now, and it's still going. Um, yeah, there's yeah. nothing more to really add to this, like, yeah. uh, unless I'm missing something. Yeah, so hopefully next week, I, I'm, t- I hope next week's the end of Orton versus Drew. They go their separate ways. You got Orton clearly going to The Fiend and Drew going to Sheamus. Um, I, and again, to Matt's point, Neither of those really excite me either, but at least the fiend is cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And or and when he's hitting home run promos and he's really you know entertained by what he's currently being written to do, and he's really dived into it, it's always cool. But again, there's nothing that we're gonna see added to Drew McIntyre, you know, uh, his persona and whatnot. They added more Orton versus him in the future, like another pay per view between the two. There's nothing more that's going to be added to your babyface champion that he doesn't already have. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's overstated. It's welcome is what I mean. Yeah. I just, I'm always excited to do this podcast. I'm excited to spend time with the both of you. I'm excited to spend time with the chat room, but I swear to God, I almost fell asleep. I had to put on the VR goggles and start playing uh, synth riders, start dancing around and boxing after that 24 seven match, because I literally, <laughs> literally was, was on the verge of falling asleep. And if I did not get up and move around, I wasn't going to make it to this podcast. Yeah. I'm doing this detox yeah. thing that started yesterday Ooh. through the month of November. After except Saturday for, night, your family had except, an intervention on for Thanksgiving. Well, no, no, no. I, every, <laughs> Just the last uh, the last six weeks, I haven't been working out or anything. So I told myself, once Ooh. you know, once the elections and everything are done, things calm down. I'm gonna good get back in shape. Uh, doing intermittent fasting, which oh, uh, that's good. But so that's and good. also doing no caffeine, no alcohol, no chocolate. No caffeine. Yeah. Drinking uh, postum. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? I was thinking uh... tonight. I was like, man, tonight would be a good night to get some coffee because this show is. I had so me much sleep. coffee today, and our it coffee is. maker broke today. We had to buy a new uh, coffee maker today. We had to get the only one Target could deliver same day because I was dying without yeah. coffee. Yeah. Uh, it's Exciting. Tough. It is. It is. But seriously, um, it, like that's, I, I would argue the whole, yeah, the whole show though kind of did that. It, like made me feel like I just wanted to go to bed. You know what I mean? I was just so tired and there was nothing that was getting me excited. There's nothing in there that was getting me excited a little bit more. Like, I, I, okay. To be fair, Bray Wyatt and the fiend, right? Anything with that is like something that I'll get excited about for this show, right? But nothing really else. Everything else, I feel like I'm exaggerating by saying, "Oh, this was, you know, this was really good." Um, Leonza Duncan saying, "I feel like the Fiend officially Leonzo. ends Taker at Survivor Series. If they have balls, if you have balls, WWE Taker yeah. send off will be the Fiend coming out there and destroying him and doing the the mandible claw." I mean, I would like to see them. 
Yeah, he'd be a very good know. supernatural character, right? Though, no, Raj, to kind of hand the, I don't know, the he baton. Is such, he's such a legend that I almost feel like he should have that send-off, like something. They gave Roman the win over him at Mania. Yeah. That was supposedly his send-off before. Man, you know, like Ric Flair send-off where they had that night on Raw, he does he did the promo. Oh, you think they break kayfabe? That's what I'm wondering. I mean, he already has. I mean, Taker's already kind of stepped out of his gimmick with you know oh, the last dance. he definitely dance. has. Yeah. He has. Uh, but that'll be better. Alonzo's saying Taker will do a farewell promo in the Ring and Survivor Series, and he'll be interrupted by The Fiend. I think he breaks character, and The Fiend comes out and throws, like, serious shade at him and then destroys him. <laughs> shade. <laughs> But you know what? I mean, like, could you imagine? I mean, they wouldn't do that. They would never be like, I grew up thinking you were mystical and magical, and now I just see a broken down old man. And then he, like, beats the crap out of him. That won't happen. But maybe he'll attack him, and at least uh, we'll get that. I just think, Vince, you saw The Last Dance. And, and when they asked Vince McMahon, uh, like, what The Undertaker meant to WWE, and he was just, like, he just broke down, couldn't answer. Um, I think Taker just means too much to him to be laying at the end or being attacked or, or being ridiculed for yeah all this all the stuff that takers stuck with him through never went to wcw mm. um was always a locker room guy and this is 30 True. years i mean 30 years that's insane it, it really is insane yeah um yeah i still remember his debut like it was yesterday it's wild oh yeah and like yeah. stuff i can't remember stuff from last week on raw See, Joe Wise saying all the wrestlers should come out and do the one knee pose to take. Or see, I think that would be kind of okay. But, but even that, though, do you know what I mean? Like, well, they're well past that. It's the Undertaker. It's already stated, if you will, that every <laughs> single wrestler known to man is beyond appreciative of what he's done and brought to the business. I wouldn't feel like I'd get a good payoff on that of him coming back to do this yeah. send off pay per view. What do you think of this idea? <laughs> <laughs> T-Bar ends the Undertaker <laughs> Why not just have Lana come out In Tombstone Piledriver You know at that point uh, Peter uh, P Yeah Savio Vega will be at the Survivor Series At the, the farewell He was uh, uh, Savio Vega The Godfather Yokozuna the, um, They were all part of BSK with the Undertaker And Undertaker mm. even has a BSK sure. tattoo right. on, his, on his stomach yeah, Bone Skeletal Crew. <clears throat> um, oh, uh, B-Money04 wants to know, Friday night we're going to do anything to celebrate Eddie Guerrero since it'll be 15-year anniversary of his unfortunate passing. I can't believe 15 years already. Wow. That's crazy how fast that went by, honestly. Um, are we going to do anything specifically? I mean, I, I, I don't believe so i think we're just going to cover smackdown and if you know everybody asks me any questions about eddie yeah i'll yeah. try to do my best to answer them as always but i do that anytime you guys ask questions yeah yeah throw give us your you know throw your best favorite eddie matches and things like that That'd oh absolutely kind of cool yeah i can't believe yeah. that was 15 years ago i was in cabo when that happened and i remember uh for a, a bachelor party and my phone just started exploding and i had to I had to take off because I was like, at first they said they're doing, they're going to be doing a Eddie tribute show tonight. I'm like, what, what is this? Like, is this an angle? Um, like just, <laughs> I thought like he, you know, they're, is this they're, an angle? Yeah. 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 Not like a tribute, like he passed away, but they were just, right. uh, yeah, they were going to celebrate him. Like uh, he was a heel at the time. So that's what I thought it was. And then I kept getting text after text and I was just like, man, uh, that was, it was just, it was like a Bad. punch to the gut. Mm. Yes. 
Um, yeah, so I think get those questions for Friday. Matt will definitely answer uh, all that he can. Yep. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. What else do we got, Raj? Are there any news stories? Anything yeah, else so there were more firings uh, uh, this past Friday at WWE. Uh, Tony what? Chimmel, former WWE oh. ring announcer. Tony Chimmel is one of several other employees that was released from the company. Damn it. Um, yeah, uh, there, it's believed that 10 to 15 employees were let go. This has been continuing throughout oh. the year. Um, the one thing with the Thunderdome, is that it has increased expenses. So now, you know, uh, they're, they're not expecting to be as profitable in Q4. So I guess these are, might be doing that to, to keep profits up. This sucks. They're going right into the holiday season. You know what I mean? There's not that there's ever a good time, you know, for right. a, a, a big uh, a house cleaning, if you were. Um, but ugh, I feel bad for Tony Chimmel. Tony Chimmel, like, mm-hmm. eats, slept, and drank that company. Are you familiar with Derek Castleman? No, who's that? No. He was uh, WWE's director of venue merchandise for remote operations, but he had been with the company since 93. Oh, wow. If I saw him, maybe then, maybe. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah, so he was was let go as well. And, um, yeah, it's always unfortunate to hear. Anybody? Sorry. Anybody else on that list? Uh, Those were the the more, uh, those were the only ones that I think People would recognize their names. Actually, I only, I mean, mostly Chimmel, but uh, yeah. Uh, poor Chim. Can't believe it. Given their profits lately, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. Uh, Scorpio Sky last week, he was uh, in contact with someone who had COVID, so he was pulled from last week's Dynamite. Uh, turned out uh, the person he was in contact with tested negative. So Scorpio Sky is fine, and he is—he uh, does not have COVID, and he's returning to Dynamite to face Sean Spears on this Wednesday's episode. Well, good for him that it worked out, you know. Yeah, happy for him. So good, he is so damn talented. Yeah. What else have we got, Rush? And oh yeah, Jerry Soto for uh, Spanish uh, WWE Spanish oh, fans. Right. Uh, Jerry Soto, the Spanish announcer, he was also let go. I didn't know the foreign language announcers were full-time. I assumed they were sportscasters that WWE just had contractor relationships with. Um, no, they're employees. I, it's, it's weird. <coughs> Matt, you, referees are employees, right? Or are they contractors? Uh, I've seen both, where they get paid separately for being part of the ring crew. And mm-hmm. setting up the rings and or organizing all that stuff on top of then yes being the referee matches and getting paid that way uh, as well. So I've seen both where they get paid separately and others where it is combined. Like the Hebners, for instance, that was always mm-hmm. combined. Yeah. But they play a very big role, you guys, on the setup of the ring uh, before and then the breakdown of the ring after the show. The referees generally head that up. And the higher yeah. the senior, the official, like even Chimmel, for example, even though he's an announcer, Tony Chimmel is a very big part of the setup and takedown of the ring for years. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. So that, uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, let's see what else do we got here. Uh, Sabio Vega, I mentioned, mm-hmm. um, Jake, the snake Roberts, he uh, revealed on Twitter 
uh, or I'm sorry, during a podcast interview that he has been diagnosed with a chronic obtrusive pulmonary disease. Hmm. What's uh, that? He said he, he it didn't specify what it was. He said he w- was admitted to a hospital for a few days last month after he couldn't stop coughing and couldn't breathe. He originally thought he had COVID, but it wasn't. Uh, he, he admitted that smoking cigarettes his whole life. He said, I, uh, of course, I'm an ignorant SOB because I smoke cigarettes. I'm a dumbass, but I plead to everyone, just don't smoke. You'll live a much happier life. And he said that when I don't get the right amount of oxygen in my blood, if I talk for 20 seconds, I'm done. I can't do anymore. And this is going to have to be something that I'll have to w- work with for the rest of my life. So he said AEW has been taking care of him, but um, yeah. Always That's sad, sad though. That yeah. made me really sad. That sucks. Mm. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's about it. So there you have it, folks. Uh, another Monday night, another new week in the world of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Wednesday night, can I trust you guys to do a podcast without me? Or are you going to have Justin and Matt and uh, Sam <sighs> Donald on? So, so Sam is back to wrestling and his. his oh, Sam can't make it. So, so Jesse I'm, for Wednesday nights then with um, you and Matt. Uh, so it's me, Matt, and Justin right now oh, for okay. Wednesdays. And then Friday, just me and uh, the big guy over here because mm-hmm. you can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. <laughs> what a heel! <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. It's like one of the few nights I get to see my wife. <laughs> What do you do the rest of your nights you don't get to see your wife? Like, what what active, like, explain to me this active Rajgiri lifestyle you have going on. <laughs> okay, well, well, Tuesday nights I usually work. Wednesday nights I'm doing the podcast and work, you know, doing that. Uh, so Thursday night's one of them, Friday, and then it, depending on the weekend, Saturday, I, like I could, I didn't, uh, Sunday if there's a pay-per-view, but yeah. Your usually family, like, one. your wife's telling your kids, like, daddy's got to deal with this wrestling business. No, he still loves you. It's just, you know, wrestling puts puts a roof over our heads and food on the table. Pretty much. You know, like you're away working on an oil rig. <laughs> Pretty much. Or an Alaskan fishing boat. That's you know how it is. Uh, I see pictures of my kids. I asked my wife to send down pictures of my kids. So. <laughs> Can you go in their room and take a picture and bring it down? <laughs> Alaskan, what do you call it? Alaskan fishing boat. You know, <laughs> salmon season. You send the money home. You take care. Just keep a little for yourself. You know, just uh, right, right. Cigarettes and uh, some uh, some schlitz, just to you know, unwind on a Friday night. Yeah, Red Bull. No, what yeah. was it called back in the day? I used to have it in college. Um, well, Mad, Dog. Sh- was it Mad, Mad Dog. Mad Dog twenty twenty. MD twenty twenty. There we go. That's what I remember. Boone's yes. Farm. The Zima. Zima. That was big too. All good stuff. Uh, I had hard kombucha last week, and oh my god, that kicked my ass. Did like, it taste like Zima? Um, kind of, there's actually one that tastes like um, Saint Ives used to make a fruity malt liquor. Yeah, yeah, like for it was called, but they, it was Saint Ives Special Brew. But there's like one Dude. kombucha with a little bit of alcohol. It's called like Prism or something like that. I swear, it tastes exactly like Special Brew. Dude, to me, Raj, like kombucha. Go. Say, <laughs> go. Okay, uh, I was gonna say, isn't isn't White Claw and Truly basically like Zima now? Isn't that kind of what it was? Yeah, yeah. And kombucha, by the way, for fans at home, is a very fantastic drink. If you guys could get over how 
bitter and and whatnot it is it's it will do incredible things for your uh your, your stomach correct glenn <laughs> yes uh your your biome your your gut uh flora and fauna as it were um yeah. um so but th- like- there's different types i mean if you look for me i get scared i live in one of those places where you go to a restaurant and they're like we make our own kombucha it's on tap like that terrifying ah, like yeah, i don't need it that yeah. hardcore you know some weird bathtub kombucha some hippies trying to sell me out of the back of their all organic cafe i don't need that um here in colorado all the breweries they make like sweet kombucha and so like they have they they want kids there or like younger people who can't drink the beer so you can take your kids they have board games and stuff and then the kids drink the kombucha Mm. and it's it's pretty it's actually really good there's Uh, non-alcoholic kombucha yeah I got this hard kombucha by the company June Shine, and it just kicked my ass. It was very good, but like half a can, and I was just done for the night. Yeah. Huh. Something else. Uh, yeah, I got to stay off that kombucha, man. Go with the Pinot Grigio <laughs> like Raj does. Absolutely. Get my classy uh, clear wine going. <laughs> <sighs> it's classy stuff. All right. Okay, guys. Well, on that note, uh, tune back in on Wednesday. He's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Rajgiri underscore 303. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. And we'll see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. And I'm going to remember to click end broadcast right now because <laughs> some people can't be bothered to do that. So good night, everyone. <laughs> we'll catch you back here. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.